0: So, we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 12, from canto 6. Uh, this is Vrithasura's glorious death. So, Vrithasura is the person who has been granted the death from Dadichi's organ, you know, the Dadichi's the, the, uh, bones. The, the weapon made from Dadichi's bones, he has been given moksha. And he is going to think about the Divine Lord at that point in time. So he will reach Krishna directly. That is the idea that we saw in the last chapter. So we will continue from there. So this is chapter 12. Subtev Goswami said, Desiring to give up his body, Vrittasura considered death in the battlefield, preferable to victory. O King Parikshit, he vigorously took up his tried and with great force, and attacked Lord Indra. The king of heaven, just as Kaitaba, had forcibly attacked the Supreme Personality of Godhead when the universe was inundated. Then Vrttasura, the great hero of the demons, hurled his trident which had points like the flames of the blazing fire at the end of the millennium. With great force and anger he threw it at Indra, roaring and exclaiming loudly, O sinful one, thou Thus, I kill you. Flying in the sky, Ritasura's trident resembled a brilliant meteor. Although the blazing weapon was difficult to look upon, King Indra, unafraid, cut it to pieces with his thunderbolt. Simultaneously, he cut off one of Ritasura's arms, which was as thick as the body of Asuki, the king of the serpents. Although one of his arms was severed from his body, Vitasura angrily approached King Indra and struck him in the jaw with an iron mace. He also struck the elephant that carried Indra. Thus Indra dropped the thunderbolt from his hand. The denizens of the various planets, like the demigods, demons, Charanas and Siddhas, praised Vrittasura's deed. But when they observed that Indra was in great danger, they lamented, alas, alas. Having dropped the thunderbolt from his hand in the presence of his enemy, Indra was practically defeated and very much ashamed. He did not pick up the weapon again. Vitasura however encouraged him saying, Take up your thunderbolt and kill your enemy. This is not the time to lament your fate. Vitasura continued, O oh Indra, no one is guaranteed of being always victorious, but the original enjoyer, the supreme personality of God and Bhagawan. He is the cause of creation, maintenance and annihilation, and he knows everything being dependent and being obliged to accept material bodies belligerent subordinates are sometimes victorious and sometimes defeated all living beings in all the planets of this universe including the presiding deities of all the planets are fully under the control of the lord they work like birds caught in a net who cannot move independently our sensory prowess mental powers bodily strength, living force, immortality and mortality are all subject to the superintendence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Not knowing this, foolish people think that the dull material body to be the cause of their activities. So these are the activities which are meant for the divine being. What what is it that is connected to the divine? So you will find the sensory prowess, that means when your sensory organs are functioning whatever you see the analysis or what we come to know as a vision is in the hands of the divine the mental power when we when we dissipate certain kind of an information or when we are gathering certain kind of an information which goes into our mind and in the mind there's a lot of reasoning that happens this happens because of the divine law and these are special powers that are there bodily strength the strength that comes from within now you will find that we are just not talking about just the muscle power we are talking about all those powers which go along with the bodily strength sometimes you have to use your mind sometimes you have to use your body physical body sometimes you have to be very very active and agile whereas certain things are concerned see remember we suppose there is a missile coming towards you naturally when you are ducking or when you are avoiding the missile or somebody is, you know putting a blow against you and you are you are trying to just steer clear from it that is agility that is coming always because of the bodily strength that is there the power that we contain living force that which runs the body that is called the living force immortality and mortality mortality means that which kills the body immortality is after death you have to get another body because your immortal being which is your soul or what we call as the divine being that is there within us is immortal. So all these belong to the domain of the divine. That is not at all the domain of the material being. So that is the reason why it is said that we should not even think in those terms where okay, we think that the life can be created, it cannot be created. O King Indra, as a wooden doll that looks like a woman or as an animal made of grass and leaves cannot move or dance independently but depends fully on the person who handles it all of us dance according to the desires of the supreme controller the personality of Godhead no one is independent so that means even the movement of your hand or your body or anything that happens in this material world is happening because of the divine lord the three purushas there is Dakshai, Vishnu Garbhag Vishnu and Khirug Vishnu The material nature, the total material energy and the false ego The five material elements, the material senses, the mind, the intelligence and the consciousness cannot create the material manifestation without the direction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Now there are three kinds of purushas that I mentioned over here One mental, basically mental, the one which creates the body and the one which is immersed in this ocean of bliss. So these are the three kinds of things that are there in this world which creates this human body. And then all these things that are mentioned over here, the material nature of the human being, the total material energy, the false egos, the five material elements, the elements which you know, air, water and all that, the material senses, what is that? The different senses that we have, eyes, ears and all that, these are sense organs. Vision, hearing, smelling, these are the, the mind, the intelligence and the consciousness cannot separate this material manifestation without the direction of the Divine Lord. So that means without the Divine Lord's granting it powers, nothing is going to move in this world. A foolish, senseless person cannot understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Although always dependent, he falsely thinks himself the Supreme. If one thinks, according to one's previous fruitive action, one's material body is created by the father and the mother, and the same body is annihilated by another agent, as another animal is devoured by a tiger, this is not proper understanding. The Supreme Personality of Godhead himself creates and devours the living beings, though through other living beings. Now what happens is, all human beings are born through the physical parents' which is the mother and the father so what do we do? we always attribute our birth to this father and this mother which is the material worldly father and mother but the truth is this body is getting used for the purpose that means the mother's body is getting used for the purpose of creating a womb and the baby inside so there is no such thing as the mother or the father of that person please understand there is no mother or no father as far as the divine is concerned it is just something it's like it's like a, a, let us say for example uh, let us take this bottle the bottle cannot say that my mother and my father are two different one is my father who is the who is the plastic you know that comes from some plastic company and the mother is the one molding machine which gave me the birth that is not the way of looking at it, because that is a physical object, but it has been created in some factory. Doesn't mean that that is the truth. So the bottle cannot say, "I came from an X factory." So my mother lives over there. Can she say that? No. It is. It is a. It is an object. Or let us say the iPhone. You cannot say my iPhone. Just imagine my iPhone. You know, calling out to you, Siri in the iPhone is saying, "My mother is so and so." are we on? we are on okay so think about it like this you know tomorrow siri will say you ask her so where was iphone born so he'll say iphone was born in the apple company how can that be it is not born in some apple company or something like it is created by those people over there it has been all the elements have been put together But the life that has been given to it is completely different. Nobody knows how it works. We just think that, you know, we put some code together and maybe connect it to the electricity and so on and so forth, uh, to the power and everything starts working. That's not the thing that with us. So we should never mix up like that, that we have a father or a mother or this or that. So there is no such thing. So we always think wrongly in these terms, always dependent, we falsely think about, If one thinks according to one's previous fruitive actions, so again, you think, because I I was very nice in my previous life, that is why I have got a human body this time. Otherwise I would have been born like a donkey or a pig, something like that. No, it is not like that. There are certain rules and regulations in this universe, which are called the Vedas. They follow a particular track, but everything is under the control of the Divine. Just as a person not inclined to die must nonetheless give up his longevity, opulence, fame and everything else at the time of the death. So at the appointed time of victory, one can gain all these when the Supreme Lord always awards them by his mercy. So in the same way, what Vrittasura is saying is that I will get the Divine Lord at the end of my defeat, when he is going to fall down. Since everything is dependent on the supreme will of the personality of Godhead, one should be equipoised in fame and defamation, victory and defeat, life and death. So, again, the same verse which was there in the Bhagavad Gita is over here. We should be equipoised. Don't swing to the left or the right. Never swing to the left or the right. There is no right and there is no wrong in this world. There is no victory and there is no defeat. Somebody comes and praises you, you should not be, you know, feeling mighty pleased about it and somebody says something bad to you, you should not even feel bad about it. You should be equipoised in all these cases. In their effect represents a happiness and distress. One should maintain oneself in equilibrium without anxiety. See, many a times you will find that people are very anxious. We have so many issues. Sometimes you will find that there is happiness in our life so we are very happy about the whole thing there is no anxiety or anything like that we are smiling and year to year but when there is distress things have gone wrong nothing seems to have happened everybody is blaming you for some issue or the other you are being considered the worst creature on earth and there is distress in your world at that point in time what does a person feel like? he feels miserable no, you should have equipoise and you should have equanimity at that point in time, don't get disturbed. So even at the time of death, Hrithasura is saying, I don't have to get disturbed just because Indra is going to kill me. So Hrithasura is going to face his death. One who knows the three qualities, that is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas are not qualities of the soul but qualities of material nature. And who knows the pure soul, is simply an observer of the actions and the reactions of the qualities, should be understood to be a liberated person. He is not bound by these qualities. In this material world, there is svatva rajas and tamas. Three gunas are acting on everything. And this entire creation is maya's creation. So sometimes you feel nice about it, sometimes you are feeling mighty pleased about it, sometimes you are feeling miserable about it. It is taking you through various phases. Sometimes you feel lazy, sometimes you feel tired, sometimes you feel active, sometimes you want to go and win things out of there. All these are nothing but qualities which are described by Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, these three gunas. So, but the soul, the one that is inside of you, the one which is running your system, doesn't have a single quality at all, there are no qualities for the soul, so at that point in time you need to be only an observer see understand this in front of you is a tiger if you are going to get scared and if you are going to feel miserable in front of the tiger you will find that unnecessarily the tiger may pounce on you it's the same thing if there is a snake somewhere far away why do you want to go and tease the snake you should never tease the snake In the same way, you have to stay away from people those who are very destructive in this world stay away from the negative stuff You can just be a part of that scenery That means what? You can just be around over there You need not be what is called as involved in that action You can just be an observer a person who watches what is happening over there So you can be an observer and yet you should understand that one who acts as an observer is not disturbed he is having equipoise and equanimity so the person is never disturbed this way or that way that person is called to be a liberated person Oh, oh my enemy just look at me I have already been defeated for my weapon an arm has been cut to pieces you have already overwhelmed me But nonetheless, with a desire to kill you, I am trying my best to fight. I am not at all morose, even under such adverse conditions. Therefore, you should give up your moroseness and continue fighting. See, what happens is, many a times we give up in life. We say, now nothing is going to work. I just want to give up. Many a times people feel, you know, it's either their personal life that things are not happening. Like say, for example, some people where they, they, they are not getting good marks, they have tried very hard or some people are trying to get a job, there is no job available. Some person is trying to get married, that person doesn't get married. Some people are in marriage but they are miserable to the core. See all these people that I mentioned, some person is fighting diseases and that person gives up and says, oh I can't do anything about it, I want to just die or some person is in a bad job and the person and the person feels that I should not be here why, the, why should I struggle over there? I don't want to struggle, I give up this kind of an attitude is like putting your arms down in the battlefield and walking away just like Arjuna wanted to do in the beginning of the Bhagavad Gita Arjuna said, I don't want to fight anybody but that is not the right thing, you have to fight you have to gather your weapons you have to fight it properly you should never be morose always remember this even in the end of time you should continue your struggle struggle is the most important thing so you have to continue fighting it's a very very important thing so i am trying my best to fight even without one hand vrittasura is still trying to fight think about it he has gone and he has bashed indra's you know jaw he has, he, has, he has struck his elephant as well. If Vrittasura said, you know, knew about it that, you know, okay, with the Lord's weapon, the Lord has told him that you use Dadichi's, uh, you know, bones and create a weapon which is anyway going to kill me. And uh, Vrittasura knows about it and he gives up. And he says, what am I to do? Any which way I am going to die. So why should I bother about it? I will die. I have met many people in my life who have said, Any, you know, I am anyway not going to get the job, so why should I bother about it? Anyway, why should I bother about something which is coming to me? No. You have to fight it. You have to attempt it. Attempting is very, very important. If nothing may come out of it. There may be nothing which can come out of it. You may lose that opportunity or something wrong may happen. You may, you may have a fine or something like it. Some, something may happen or you may win. How do you know what is going to happen? So, don't bother about what is going to happen and what is not going to happen. Your job is only to tackle that problem, whatever it might be. It might be just in the battlefield, but don't worry about it. You have to not become morose, but you have to fight. Oh my enemy, consider this battle a gambling match in which our lives are at stake. The arrows are the dice and the animals are as carriers of the game board. No one can understand who will be defeated and who will be victorious. It all depends on the providence. Prithasura has given such beautiful explanation. He says, imagine this is a game of dice. Nobody knows who is going to win and who is going to lose. Even though it might be written that you are going to lose or you are going to win. Still your job is to play the game and still your job is to fight it. And that is the most important thing. So think about it. When nobody understands who will be defeated and who will be victorious, it is all depending on providence. Yet, you have to continue fighting. sukhdev Goswami said, Hearing the straightforward instructive words of Rittasura, King Indra praised him and again took up the thunderbolt in his hand. Without bewilderment or duplicity, he then smiled and spoke to Rittasura as follows. Indra said, O great demon, I see by your discrimination and endurance in devotional service, Despite your dangerous position, you are a perfect devotee of the supreme personality of Godhead, the super soul, and the friend of everyone. So Indra also understands that he is not fighting some small enemy, he is fighting the greatest devotee of the divine lord. You have somewhat surmounted the illusory energy of Lord Vishnu, and because of his liberation, you have given up the demonic mentality and have attained the position of the exalted devotee. Sura Demons are generally conducted by the modes of passion. Therefore, what a great wonder it is that although you are a demon, you have adopted the mentality of a devotee and have fixed your mind on the supreme personality of Godhead Vasudev, who is always situated in pure goodness. Though the demons are fighting in the form of, there is action happening, isn't it? So what is control, what is action being controlled by? It is controlled by rajas. So all the demons, are either rajasic or tamasic in nature. Whereas, there are certain demons who are sattvic in nature. Like Vrttasura is now nearly sattvic. You will find that Prahlad was also sattvic. So though he came from the asuras, yet he was sattvic in nature. A person fixed in the devotional service of the Supreme Lord, Hari, the lord of the highest auspiciousness, swims in the ocean of nectar. For him, what is the use of water in small ditches? Sri Sukadev Goswami said, Vrittasura and King Indra spoke about devotional service even on the battlefield. And then, as a matter of duty, they again began fighting. My dear King, both of them were great fighters and were equally powerful. O Maharaj Parasit, Vrittasura was completely able to subdue his enemy, took his iron club, hurled it around, aimed it at Indra and then threw it at him with his left hand. With this thunderbolt named Sataparavan, Indra simultaneously cut to pieces Rittasura's club and his remaining hand. Rittasura, bleeding profusely, his two arms cut at their roots, looked very beautiful like a flying mountain whose wings have been cut to pieces by Indra. Rittasura was very powerful in physical strength and influence. He placed his lower jaw on the ground and with his upper jaw in the sky, the mouth became very deep like the sky itself and his tongue resembled a large serpent. With his fearful, death-like teeth, he seemed to be trying to devour the entire universe. Thus, assuming a gigantic body, the great demon Vittasura shook even the mountains and began crushing the surface of the earth with his legs, as if he were Himalayas walking about. He came before Indra and swallowed him and Airavata, his carrier, just as a big python might swallow an elephant. When the demigods along with the Brahma and other prajapatis and the great saintly person saw that Indra has been swallowed by the demon they became very morose alas they lamented what a calamity what a calamity the protective armor of narayana which indra possessed was identical with narayana himself the supreme personality of godhead protected by that armor by his own mystic power king indra although swallowed by vitasura did not die within the demon's belly with his thunderbolt King Indra, who was also extremely powerful, pierced through Ritasura's abdomen and came out. Indra, the killer of the demon Bala, then immediately cut off Ritasura's head, which was as high as the peak of a mountain. Although the thunderbolt revolved around Ritasura's neck with great speed, separating his head from his body took one complete year, 360 days. The time in which the sun, moon and other luminaires completes the northern and the southern journey. Then at the same time of Ruttasura to be killed, his head fell to the ground when Ruttasura was killed. The Gandharvas and the Siddhas in the heavenly planets kettle kettledoms in jub- jub- jubilation. With Vedic hymns, they celebrated the prowess of Indra, the killer of Ruttasura, praising Indra and showering flowers upon him with great pleasure. O King Parikshit, subduer of enemies, the living spark that came forth from Vrittasura's body and returned home back to Godhead. While all the demigods looked on, he entered the transcendental world to become an associate of Lord Shankarsana. So this ends chapter 12. Vrittasura dies a very, very gainful death. After the death, he has gone to this particular planet which is called Goloka. So, can we continue with this? I think we can, isn't it? Alright, so we will do the next chapter, this is chapter 13, King Indra Afflicted by Sinful Reaction. We are continuing with the chapter again because if you remember, King Indra has insulted his guru and after that he has taken another guru and he has killed that guru as well. After that the brother of that rises to become the demon, Vrittasura, who fights him and now he has been killed in the last chapter. So now we are doing chapter 13. Indra is afflicted by sinful reaction. Sri Goswami said, O King Parikshe, who are so charitably disposed, when Vrttasura was killed, all the presiding deities and everyone else in the three planetary systems were immediately pleased and free from trouble. Everyone, that is, except Indra. Thereafter, the demigods, the great saintly persons, the inhabitants of Pitraloka and the Bhutaloka, The demons, the followers of the demigods, Lord Brahma, Shiva, demigods, subordinate to Indra, all returned to their respective homes. While departing, however, no one spoke to Indra. Why would anybody want to speak to Indra? Because Indra has created so many problems in the last four, five chapters that we have been listening to. He has already insulted the guru. He has cut off the head of another guru. After that, he has killed the demon that was there who was one of the devotees of the divine lord. And he has been very, very insulting to literally everybody. So nobody wants to talk to him when they are going away. Maharaj Parikshit inquired from Sukhdev Goswami. "Oh, great sage, what was the reason for Indra's happen- unhappiness? I wish to hear about this. When he killed Vrittasura, all the demigods were extremely happy. Why then was Indra himself unhappy? See, Sukhdev Goswami answered. When all the great sages and the demigods were distributed by the extraordinary power of v- Vrittasura, disturbed, By the extraordinary power of Vrittasura, they had assembled to ask Indra to kill him. Indra, however, being afraid of killing a Brahmana, declined their request. King Indra replied, when I killed Vishwaroop, I received extensive sinful reaction. But I was favoured by the woman, land, trees and water. Therefore, I was able to divide the sin among them. But now if I kill Vrittasura, another Brahmana, how shall I free myself from the sinful reaction? Sukadeva Goswami said. Hearing this, the great sages replied to King Indra, O King of heavens, all good fortune unto you. Do not fear. We shall perform an ashwamaic sacrifice to release you from any sin you may accrue by killing the brahmanas. The rishis continued, O King Indra, by performing an ashwamaic sacrifice and thereby pleasing the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is the super soul." Lord Narayana, the supreme controller, one can be relieved even from the sinful reactions of killing the entire world, not to speak of killing a demon, like Vrittasura. You will find that even in the Mahabharata, after the entire war was over, there were so many yagyas that were performed. Why? Because so many people were killed, there was a lot of bloodshed that happened during that time. And because of so many sins that were committed, so yagya has to be performed, that is a particular yajna, which is called the sacrifice of the horse, the horse is not cut off, the horse is given. Uh, he is a white horse that is selected, and then he is there is a big prayer and all that. And after that, the horse is let loose. Wherever the horse goes, their particular land then comes under the control in the domain of this person whose horse it is. <coughs> So, one who has killed a brahmana, who has killed a cow or one who has killed his father, mother or spiritual master can be immediately freed from all the sinful reactions simply by chanting the holy name of the Lord Narayana. Other sinful persons such as dog eaters and chandras, who are less than shudras can also be freed in this way. But you are a devotee and we shall help you by performing the great horse sacrifice. If you please Lord Narayana in that way, why should you be afraid? You will be freed even if you kill the entire universe, including the Brahmanas, not to speak of killing a disturbing demon like tasura Sri Sukadeva Goswami said, Encouraged by the words of the sages, Indra killed tasura And when he killed the sinful reaction for killing a Brahmana, that is Brahm, Brahma, Hathrya, Brahma Hathya, exact uh, certainly took the shelter of Indra. Following the advice, of demigods. Indra killed Vrittasura and he suffered because of sinful killing. Although the other demigods were unhappy, unha- were he could not derive happiness from the killing of Vrittasura. Indra's other good qualities such as tolerance and abundance could not help him in the grief. Indra saw personified sinful reactions chasing him, appearing like a Chandrara woman, a woman with the lowest class. She seemed to be very old and all the limbs of her body trembled. Because she was afflicted with tuberculosis, her body and garments were covered with blood, breathing an in- unbearable fishy odor that polluted the entire street. She called on to Indra, wait, wait. King Indra first fled to the sky and there he saw the woman of personified sin chasing him. This witch followed him wherever he went. At last he was very quickly went to the northeast and entered the manasarovar lake always thinking of how he could be relieved from the sinful reaction of killing a brahmana. King Indra, invisible to everyone, lived in the lake for one thousand years in the subtle fibers of the stem of a lotus. The fire god used to bring him a share of all the yagyas, But because the fire god was afraid to enter the water, Indra was practically such starving. Seems like a very interesting story. <laughs> Imagine there is Manasarovar lake and inside that there is a flower. I mean the flower Indra is staying over there. Horton Hears a Who is the name of a movie that is brought to my (laughs) mind. Such a small place. So, Agni is getting him all the yagyas, the feeds from the yagyas, And yet he is not able to reach the waters and give him that every now and then. As long as King Indra lived in the water wrapped in the stem of the lotus, Nahusa was equipped with the ability to rule the heavenly kingdom due to his knowledge, austerity and the mystic power. Nahusa, however, blinded. And maddened by the power of our villains, made undesirable proposal to Indra's wife and with a desire to enjoy her. Thus, Nahusa was cursed by a Brahmana and later became a snake. Indra's sins were diminished by the influence of Rudra, the demigods of all directions. Because Indra was protected by the goddess of fortune, Lord Vishnu's wife, who resides in the lotus clusters of the Manasarovar lake, Indra's sins could not affect him. Indra was ultimately relieved of all the reactions of his sinful deeds by simply worshipping Lord Vishnu. Then he was called back to the heavenly planet by the Brahmanas as reinstated in his position. O King, when Lord Indra reached the heavenly planet, the saintly Brahmanas approached him and properly initiated him in the horse sacrifice meant to please the Supreme Lord. The horse sacrifice performed by the saintly Brahmanas relieved Indra of their reactions to all his sins because he worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead in that sacrifice. O king, although he has committed a great sinful uh, act, it was nullified at once by the sacrifice just as fog is vanquished by the brilliant sunrise. King Indra was favored by Marichi and other great sages. They performed the sacrifice just according to the rules and regulations, worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Supersoul, the original person. Thus Indra regained his exalted position and was again honoured by everyone. So in this great narrative, there is a glorification of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana. There are statements about the exaltedness of the devotional service, there are descriptions of devotees like Indra, and Ruttasura, and there are statements about King Indra's release from sinful life and about his victory in fighting the demons. By understanding this incident, one is relieved of all the sinful reactions. Therefore, the learned are always advised to read this narration. If one does so, one will become an expert in the activity of the senses, his opulence will increase and his reputations will become widespread. One will also be relieved of all the sinful reactions. He will conquer all his enemies and the duration of his life will increase because this narration is auspicious. In all respect, learned scholars regularly hear and repeat it on every festival day. This ends chapter 13, the Canto 6 of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So the next story is another one. It is not from this particular series. So I shall end over here today's satsang. Uh, if there are any questions, you can ask we can stop over here in the recording.